Welcome to the Bourbon Library, hosted by the Bayless Brothers. A spirited conversation always served neat as barrel proof of our family bond. Grab a glass. The episode starts now. She was delicate, to say the least. Her cheeks rosy, but she looked as though she was made of porcelain. Her life lived in the shade of a beautiful hat under an ancient tree. His hands were coarse and battered from the labored poetry of bourbon whiskey making. Their eyes met from across the room. She was graceful, and he in need of grace. He was ready to make a name for himself on Whiskey Row. Still needed a name for the liquid love note he bottled so proudly. Their courtship existed by Quill and Page, and soon... Any distance between the two of them was unbearable. So he asked for her hand in marriage. And she said she needed time. As a bourbon man, he knew that many great things came from time. So he was patient. She promised, if it was yes, she'd have a corsage made of roses at the next grand ball. He knew there'd never be an aroma so sweet. The night arrived. He cleaned his brow of grain and dust, washed his hands of yeast, and he dressed in his father's old jacket. She was in a gown that could carry the weight of his world, and she wore youth like a skin never to be shed, but for a new life. He walked into the grand hall, and there she was, four roses pressed tightly against her chest, And he was relieved. He finally had a name for his bourbon. This is the legend of Four Roses. Welcome to the Bourbon Library. So what are we starting with? Single barrel? Single barrel, yeah. Yeah, I've got, that's all I have. Well, I had a little sip of the the cheapest big barrel, or not big barrel, big whatever bottle, the regular old Four Roses, which is really good actually for like a $25 bottle. It's sweet and tasty. Uh, but I've got, yeah, the one that I actually have today is from Warehouse SS, barrel number 83 to 45, single barrel. I have a KE, Warehouse KE, uh, barrels 27 to 36. Oh, warehouses. I'm in Warehouse MW, barrel number 51 through 54. Cool. Wow. And mine is nine years and three months. Hey, Timmy. Hey. So, Timmy, what, what uh, Four Roses do you have? Um, I have the Four Roses Small Batch Select. So, you have what? The, yeah. The 2020 expression. Do you know which, um, like, which uh, batcher or. Um, I know it's. Where like we, AOSK it's, or. It's Warehouse SS. No, there's, Ryan, there's oh. a four letter designation that tells oh, right. you the recipe. Um, that tells you what? It, the recipe. The oh, recipe. Where, oh, where is that? A legend is a powerful form of storytelling because it roots itself in history, but it allows time to create a mythology around it. It's uniquely inauthenticated, but at its best when both the teller and listener believe it. But it should say it somewhere on there. Look, that, no, where your fingers are at the bottom label, what does it mm-hmm. say down there? 
321 CLW1. Yeah, that's just warehouse and uh, barrel. Okay. Hmm. Well, so here's the interesting thing about, about what I have. Um, the four rows of small batch select this year, it's made a, it says uh, in the fine print, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey crafted from six unique bourbons. All right. We're going to go down this rabbit hole for a second. This one's for the bourbon nerds. Four Roses features mostly unique blends pulling from 10 different recipes. That's mash bills. They have their bourbon, which is a blend of all 10, uh, a five-year-ish bourbon recommended for cocktails. They have their small batch, which is a blend of four. They have their single barrel, which is a hand-selected single barrel. Then there's the small batch select, which is a blend of six. It's also non-chill filtered. So they have 10 different recipes. The one through five is mash bill B, which is 60% corn, high rye, 35% rye, 5% malt. Mm -hmm. There's six through 10 is mash bill E, which is 75% corn, 20% rye, 5% malted barley. And so the OBSV uses a V yeast. The K uses a uh, two and seven, which in K use the K yeast. V is fruity, K is spicy. Um, three and eight have the O yeast, which is rich fruit. Four and nine have the Q yeast, which is floral. And five and 10 have the F yeast, which is herbal note. So um, yeah, you're right. They gotta be really proud. They're using different yeast to, to get different flavors. Okay, you get the picture. The bottles have unique labeling information assigned to help the scholarly drinker figure out which mash bill or blend they are sipping on. This may seem like a complicated approach, but it's the roadmap to mash bills that excite the hunter. We are chasing legends, after all. We tried our best to decipher this mysterious code and settled with, yours probably tastes a little different from mine, but that's very cool. Sometimes it's about going somewhere together, even if we get there in different vehicles. So, so that's kind of unique, I think, or maybe it's not, but, um, it is. Why? So don't you could, I could get a single barrel four roses that tastes completely different than someone else's single barrel four roses. You could, you could get 10 single roses, single barrel four roses, 10 different ones. Why would that's bizarre. So like makers Mark works so hard and is extremely talented at blending to have a consistent flavor all the time. Mm -hmm. These guys are touting their ability to make 10 good different bourbons. And I, I don't pay close attention to it because Four Roses is really good, but it's never been like my freak out bourbon. Right. But, but those guys are always, mm -hmm. you know, bragging about the recipe bottle they got, the special release. Right. You know, what mash bill it was and so on. Well, um, this is really good though. As we, as we, uh, as we always say, and what Alec, I know, put in our group text the other day, it's like this, they, they learn their story and they stick to it. So for mm -hmm. these guys, like the code, the mystery of the recipe, all that kind of stuff is a fun, it's a map, right? It's little maps, little storytelling elements. Yep. Uh, because it's like, what, what I think, I mean, to quote the book I haven't read, but it's like, uh, uh, the, the biggest component to the flavor is the drinker. When we talk about bourbon storytelling, we're really talking about myth building. 
So myth building requires some level of suspension of disbelief, right? You need to believe in magic. But a great legend is made when you root it in history. So let's talk about the history of Four Roses for a second. The founder was Paul Jones Jr. This is the fella who fell in love with the Southern Belle. Their current master distiller is Brent Elliott. The road from Paul to Brent is not a short one. Four Roses first began in the late 1800s. Paul Jones Jr. was making some good juice and made a name for himself on Whiskey Row. In the 20th century, particularly in the 1930s, 40s, and 50s, Four Roses was a high-selling bourbon. But as bourbon sales began to decline, they were sold off to the European and Japanese markets. This is where it gets interesting. The Japanese actually brought Four Roses back to America when Kieran Brewery bought the label in production in 2002 and alongside Jim Rutledge started producing straight bourbon in the U.S. again. Great bourbon storytelling has a few basic elements. History. Time. Flavor. And the drinker. I know that there's a guy on our local bourbon group that had four roses tattooed on his arm. Everyone has a way of conveying their own legend. Hey, Alec, what's the proof of yours? A hundred. It's 50% alcohol. So I'll bet, I'll bet that you and Ryan have, if you just recently bought it, you have what they posted on the website, the high rye um, hundred proof, right? I, I'm going to bet that that's what you have. So do you think that there's one person, I mean, obviously they have their master distiller whose job is to know all 10, I'm sure. But I wonder if there's like a person in charge of the flavor of each one of those 10. Well, at Buffalo Trace, right? They have a whole panel of right. tastings. Right. So they probably have either people that are experts in, in each recipe or yeah. a panel that's used to knowing the difference. Here's the thing. Uh, so, so they, they take, let's say they, that panel tastes one. They're like, well, this isn't our, bu- this isn't Buffalo Trace, right? And they're like, it's good. It's just not quite Buffalo Trace. What do they do with that bourbon? They're obviously not throwing it away. They're, they, blending, they, they're blending it into this $20 bottle that you bought. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey. Before this, right. They are. They are. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question. They're not wasting bourbon anywhere. No. And remember, that, that's, why, that's why this bottle is so affordable, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's mm-hmm. blending all the bourbons that aren't, that don't have that spectacular taste that you would put into a, a single barrel bottle and charge right. double. Right. They know that they can blend one that's not quite there with some other ones that are pretty good and it'll, it'll give you the four roses taste. I mean, it's two recipes. It's really pretty genius and five different yeasts that you're pitching. Well, my, mine might taste different than what Ryan's drinking right now. Well, I'm thinking you both are coming off of the, 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 the latest, um, you know, variation that they have on the website, the latest expression. Honestly, I've been, you know, kind of avoiding four roses because I didn't have a strong recollection of how it tasted, but I'm, I'm telling you, this is good. It's weird. In the back of my mind, I was always like, well, Four Roses, I mean, I have Four Roses sort of recreationally, but I like think of it as like being okay, but good. Like there's some part of me that's like good, but I never think to buy it. It doesn't seem cheap to me or anything. 
Mm-mm. Sort of not, like that. It's a, it's a really a mid-tier bourbon that's like pretty superior, I think, to a lot of mid-tier bourbons. Yeah, it's really good. And it is, I mean, I mean it, and maybe tonight's just a different tasting, but I, uh, uh, I can taste the stone fruit. Like I really get I get the stone fruit. Out really there. fruity. Yeah. So you guys could really taste it in that too, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. We believe in the stories of bourbon because their shared qualities enlighten our experience and they add depth to the many flavors to be discovered. The possibilities are endless. So may the flights be as well. Lord knows there will be many nights of endless flights in the Bourbon Library, with stories certainly to follow. But we will have to save those legends for another time. Thanks for listening. This has been another dutifully explored episode of the Bourbon Library. Take good care of yourself and others. Cheers. Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you heard, kindly take the time to rate and review our show wherever you're listening. It will help us grow and make more episodes. Remember to follow us on Spotify and tell your friends about the Bourbon Library. Do you have a bourbon you think we should try? Let us know and we might just feature it on a future episode. And we'll be sure to give you a shout out. If you're listening from Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, turn on those notifications so you know when we drop a new episode. All right, bourbon lovers. Until next time. To drink is to live.